0: Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. How well are your sales and marketing activities aligned? A lot of us don't even really understand that question, but we're about to find out. Today, we talk with Michael Stewart, who has been working as a part-time marketing director in SME Businesses for the past 10 years, Michael undertakes more of a business advisory role, combining his financial marketing and management skills with what he learned from elite sport. He works with business owners to build a roadmap for continued and sustainable success. In today's interview, Michael Stewart shares why sales and marketing need to be best friends, and how they can benefit from working together. Hello.
1: So today we are going to talk about marketing because I would really like to gain some clarity around this because I see too many business owners who are, let's say, frustrated about marketing or about marketeers. Why is it so hard to, let's say, find good vendors or good service providers and even good marketers? And when I say good, I mean something that will help your business to generate more leads or, of course, grow your business. So I really believe we will uh, have some great answers here today uh, with the help of our guest. Welcome, Michael.
2: Hi. Great to see you again.
1: Great to have you here with us again. So please tell us briefly what do you do and how marketing became your passion. Okay, so... um... I work
2: part-time as a marketing director, and I do that for a range of companies, so I have what we would term in this country a portfolio career. I have a number of clients who just need me to work in their business maybe one day a week or a couple of times a month, uh, and I spend time working with the owner of the business to establish what the marketing strategy is and to decide what the right things are to do to help them achieve their growth ambitions, have a company that's more successful, a company that's more profitable, probably a company that's stronger, and ultimately a company that's worth more, I suppose, in the the end. Um, Marketing became my passion when I got involved in it. 20-odd years ago, involved with uh, a business that was working with a lot of well-known brands and businesses that you probably be aware of, and um, we were doing marketing campaigns. We were helping them with their account presentations, and, and and that's where it all started for me, and I got involved very early in the internet and internet marketing, um, and uh, it's grown from there, really, to, to me now having this uh, career uh, for the last 10 years where I'm I'm, I'm doing consulting and working with a range
1: of customers. Okay, you have some great experiences here. I, I know that. So could we start with what marketing means to you? I mean, if you were to give its definition, what would it be?
2: Well, there's lots of um, fantastic... Uh, definitions we could search it on the internet i think i mm-hmm. think for me there's a couple of things that i like to talk about when i'm talking about this with people that own their own business because lots of people think of marketing and they think tactics they they immediately mm-hmm. think of website a brochure email marketing search marketing and those are all marketing tactics marketing for me there's a couple of fundamental questions um Which, when I go into an existing business, a couple of fundamental questions we need to answer. The first one is, what does a good customer look like? And the second Mm -hmm. is, what makes our, our business different and better? Because if you talk to the wrong people and you don't know what a good customer will look like, don't be surprised if your marketing doesn't work particularly well. And then mm-hmm. if you' not if you do end up talking to the right people, but you don 't give them messages or you don 't communicate very clearly what it is that makes your product a great or product or service a great solution to the problem that they have, and you don't communicate that clearly, then your marketing is not going to be effective, so we want to talk to the right people, and when we get to talk to the right people, we want to say the right things now just before mm-hmm. that, what you also need to look at from a marketing perspective is When people set up their own business, they don't realize but they're actually doing strategic marketing. Because when you set up a business, you go, I think there are a set of people over there that have a problem. And I have a solution, and I will do some new product development to design a business or to design a product that will solve that problem. And a lot of people lose sight of why did we set this business up. So strategically, you have to understand, why did you set the business up? What's the problem that you solve? Who do you solve that problem? that problem for, and then you need to communicate very clearly with those people and make sure that they're aware of why you are a solution to their problem. Does that make sense in terms mm-hmm. of just breaking it down to the key strategic questions?
1: Sure. So it's all about clarity. What I what I hear you saying right now. So why do sales and marketing needs to be best friends here? Because you know it it could be that I that I I have this clarity here. But uh, how to align it with the with the sales really?
2: Well, I think that's two things. First of all, um, it's very rare I go and speak with a business, and they have absolute clarity. Firstly, on all the different groups of customers who could buy their who could buy their product. You say, mm-hmm. "Oh, we are your customers," and they'll say, "Oh, they're they're." females 18 to 35 and they're in social economic group. It's not really clarity. What you want is real insight into who are the people that buy and why do they buy from you? What is the problem that you solve? Because two people, two groups of people can buy exactly the same product for completely different reasons. And so actually getting some insight into what a good customer looks like is really, really important. Now when you then talk, it's also very rare that I go to a business that's really looked at those people and said, what's the problem that we solve and how does our solution fit with that? What they do is that they talk about features and benefits, but what they don't do is say, well, how will this make your life better? So, first of all, that's that's one thing that we do need to get clarity on in a lot of businesses what you talked about then is how to sales and marketing work together now what's interesting is that when i go and talk to the sales team because they're the people that are meeting the customer and working with the Mm -hmm. customer and Mm -hmm. i if i was to ask three salespeople what makes this company great and why do people buy i would probably get three different answers and if i was to then go and have a look at the marketing material i'd probably say something completely different as well so we've got four different answers Mm-hmm. And what what mm-hmm. happens in businesses that are really great at marketing is that they have real clarity at the problem that they're solving, the promise that they're making, and that is consistent through all the marketing work that's being done, all the marketing messages that are put out, and also the, the people who are at the face, if you like, the people that are out there meeting the customers are also promoting the same messages. And so it's important that sales and marketing are uh, very joined up from that perspective.
1: So it all starts with uh, very clear leadership, really, because as as I hear, sales and marketing needs to be aligned very well. And I, I also believe in that 100% myself. But we know that in real life, it doesn't happen so often. So what is your... Let's say suggestion to to business owner who is listening to us and he let's say he has few sales guys, you know, at the same time he has someone who takes care of the marketing.
2: Well my experience is that in in uh, do I say the majority of businesses? In in, in very few businesses mm-hmm. are sales and marketing very, very joined up and aligned. So what mm-hmm. you find is that the marketing can be driven and led by the sales team who are making the um, who are making the decisions about what the right messages are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Or the 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 business just makes up its its kind of marketing messages. What's not happened is that nobody sat down as a group of people together and then gone through a formal exercise of defining very clearly what the what the key. My, what the key segments and groups of people are that we're addressing and what is the problem that we solve and how do we make people's lives better so i talked mm-hmm. about I, I asked a client who had um, who had a um had a, a product they were a distributor for and there were one of four distributors in the uk. All these distributors were selling exactly the same product. So there was no difference in the product that was being solved. But part of um, providing this product was providing technical support as well. And my client had fantastic technical support. It was evidenced by fantastic reviews and fantastic online reviews and customer reviews. Now, actually, the benefit... Once you'd chosen the product and then you started working with my client as opposed to another client, the benefit was that technical support. But it wasn't but that in and of itself isn't, isn't a benefit. The benefit is actually that when you ring, we will give you an answer to your, 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 your question or your problem straight away, and we will solve that for you. So when you are trying to install this equipment at one of your customers, we'll give you an answer there and then, and you can get the job done and finished. What you won't have to do is leave and then come back to the job. Because when you leave and come back to the job, you're wasting time and you're losing profit, et cetera. And so the benefit is that work with us, You'll get the fantastic technical support, so you can quickly and effectively install this equipment and and have a profitable business. So that's what we talk about about really understanding the problem that you solve and how you how you change people's lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I understand this in theory, and of course, I I'm I'm here with you, but <laughs> on the same page. But how how to find this common ground really? Because it is. It can be a struggle to to get the teams, you know, working together. Yeah, I I think so.
2: Lots of people think that in defining your competitive positioning or your competitive advantage, which is what you're really doing when you're talking about your messages, why is our solution or product better than our competitors and why should people choose it? That's competitive positioning and competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. An easy and simple framework that I use for looking and examining how we are bigger uh, how we are better than our competitors is to think about the seven p's of marketing so there are seven mm-hmm. p's of marketing one of which is price what we mm-hmm. don't want to do is be differentiating on price we don't want to get in at a price battle with one of our competitors where we're having a conversation about uh, uh, simply about price so what we do is is that we want to differentiate the business using one of the other P's of marketing, so one of the other six Ps of marketing. So the first area of that, and anybody can research the seven Ps of marketing, you can go on the Chartered Institute of Marketing's website and find what the seven Ps are. But one of the other P's of marketing is product. So how is our product better than that of our competitors? And there may be features or elements of our product which are added into the uh, which are added in here. That make our product better. But like I had with that distributor, sometimes it's not our product that makes us that makes it different. Sometimes it's something else that makes it different. So it could be the service. So that comes under people and it comes under process. So if you look at all the different Ps that there are, I would examine each one of these with the customer and then discuss, right. What are our people like? Are they more skilled? Are they better qualified? Do we have more senior people? Do we have people that have been at the business for a long time? So there are lots of ways that you can look at that. And then you, those are features, but then you have to extrapolate those into benefits. So there's an exercise to be done to understand that where we sit in the market, and where our customers sit in the market, what's the space and what's the message that we will put out there. Our products are fantastic, but we give a better level of service. And for you as our customer, that means you can get more jobs done and you won't ever be stuck not being able to to uh, install these products. And so that's, what, that's, how, that's the process that I go through to do some uh, to, to do some initial workshop work. what I then mm-hmm. do is I then go and look at those competitors see what they're saying about themselves. And often mm-hmm. they we be talking about themselves instead of what they do for our customers. And then I look at putting together some messages and a positioning that allows us to own a space and say, this is us. And then we're very confident and we roll that out, the messages into, into everything that we do, all the marketing that we do, all the website that we do. And also, it should be the messages that the sales team go out and sell using So, so. Go go on. I'm, I'm sorry. Go on. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say was that if we know that we are strong on service, our product is Mm -hmm. the same as one of our competitors, and yet we're strong on service, or and we're strong on in, in a number of different areas. Then the salespeople, when they're sat in front of people, should be able to ask questions about what the client buys, who they buy it from, what they enjoy about the service, what they wish was different about the service that they get from their existing supplier. And you can use our strengths against the, com- the people that they're buying from currently to find the areas where we can show that ours is a better solution. Okay. And -hmm, so that's mm -hmm, how, mm -hmm. by defining the messages, you can use that then as a selling tool and you can outline those messages generally within the marketing material as well.
1: For those listeners who uh, don't know really the seven Ps, then there is place, price, product, promotion, people.
2: Process, process proof, physical, physical evidence. evidence. That's yes. right. That's right. Well done, all seven. It's <laughs> always I have to count them off on my fingers too. But that—that's right. Yeah. So pr- price, of product, pr- product price, place, promotion, and we've got people, process, and physical evidence or proof. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they use physical evidence. I use I like the word proof. Proof. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, inside Powerful marketers, we also use the eighth. Key, which is psychology? Oh, yeah, nice. how align it? Uh, how to align this? Uh, because you are, as you are speaking, it um, we can really understand that it really requires a lot of work. You know, it's not uh, because, no. as you mentioned in the in the beginning of our interview today, if you say marketing, a lot of people think about tactics. Yeah, but actually, it all comes with a. Uh, with, with the strategy and all the 7Ps should be included, right? Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of work. So um, I know you have a lot of um, experiences. What are the biggest mistakes you see companies are doing when they try to align those 7Ps, let's say? Is it the price you see the most often or, you know, that uh, because the, you mentioned already people want to go and offer, you know, cheaper things, right? Or cheaper services.
2: Yeah. Well I think there's a, a, a couple of things that I pick up on on the things that you've said there. I think mistakes that I often see are that that people don't think wider than price. And often and and, and actually there's all kinds of research out there about people that are selling and marketing etc and, and and people that are Selling sales guys, if was a, a great piece of research that was done by uh, Harvard Business Review, I think it was with a company called Info Team, and they talked about what really matters, especially in business to business selling. Now, what they said is that the people that are selling often say that, well, we lost the deal because of price. And yet if you interview the people that were buying, they will say they lost the deal because they didn't understand what my problems were and how to solve those problems. So they didn't fit the solution to the problem that we've got. Now, what we, what we see in what I see in businesses, in, 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 in many businesses, is a lack of skill in being able to um, ask the right questions to be able to uncover what the pain and problem is for our customers. Now, I would level the same criticism of marketing often where people when you start in marketing, you end up being responsible for perhaps the social media or the search marketing etc and what you then see is that you want to become somebody who is better and better at doing search marketing or social marketing or whatever it is that you're responsible for and actually what we 're doing is we 're trying to become better and better tactical people that executing this tactic rather than thinking broader about marketing as a whole so if you don't know who the right co- when 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 you've got an opportunity to use a tactic if in in this in this country we get people ringing business owners all the time and they say we sh- you should do search marketing or you should do email marketing Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as a business owner When you know who your target market are and you know what the message is that you're trying to put across and the problem that you are solving, when somebody rings up and asks and says, you should do search marketing, you could say, well, why is search marketing the right tactic to put that message in front of these people? So that's how... I would use that groundwork to make sure that you can then ask the right questions and make a a very um, considered take a very considered view on whether that is the right tactic to use to put the right message in front of the right people. Just something else that I wanted to pick up on is this H P that you talked about, which is psychology.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, actually, I think it's really important. And a question which I have as part of my exercise that I do when I'm trying to do the competitive positioning and and get the messaging right is to say, how do we want people to feel when they've worked with us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. sometimes and, and, and so how do we want people to feel is a very emotional thing. So do we want them to feel oh? I feel very comfortable that these people can provide us. Do you want them to feel quite excited about the sophistication or the innovation that there is in your solution that you could then take out to that they can then take out to their customers? So, how do we want people to feel? So I do have a last. Uh, I have a a, a a little example, if you like. There's a there's a saying in marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you hear this, but people don't buy a drill; they buy a hole. So nobody wants to yes. buy a drill itself. Mm-hmm. They want to buy the, the hole. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, mm-hmm. nobody actually wants a hole, do they? Nobody. I don't. I don't sit at home and think I'd like to put a hole in that wall. <laughs> They're making a hole because they want to put a wall plug in it, so that they can put a screw in it. And then that will probably allow them to fasten up a bracket and then they can put a shelf up. And then what they can do is they can take all the things that when they went on holiday and they bought all these nice things, they can put them on the shelf. And then when their friends come around the house, they can look at all these things and go, oh, and it becomes a conversation piece and they go, oh, how well traveled you are. So how do they want to feel? They want to feel well traveled and they want to feel interesting and, and, and they want to be able to create a conversation. So marketing and getting the marketing messages right and really thinking about how you want customers to feel is really really important and that's the extension okay people you ask me to come into their business to do their marketing that's what they asked me to do but by taking them along a journey and taking them through a process they can feel comfortable and confident that they're spending their money wisely and doing the right things. And we can evidence that with the results that we give them. So how do I want them to feel? I want them to feel excited about working with me. I want them to feel confident that I can help them deliver that. That's just my business. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to think of their own business and say, how do we affect these people's lives? What problems do we solve? How do we want them to feel? And that's something that's missing uh, in, 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 in in many, many businesses that I go and see
1: hmm mm-hmm. I would say it's even missing from vast majority of businesses. And um, you, you were saying that business owners need to ask right questions. But I would also add that the marketers should also ask right questions. Because as you, as you were just mentioning, yes, we are all having those phone calls where uh, sales guys are, you know, offering different tactics, but um, they should also be the ones who will be asking those questions from us. It shouldn't be about selling, you know, for everybody yes, absolutely. <laughs> without actually understanding. So I think where, where I'd like to go with this is that I think it's, um, it's also marketers' responsibility you know, to to ask right questions because, of course, others will be frustrated if you are not there. You know, yeah. with with the right questions. Or how do you see that?
2: Well, I think when you um, we talked earlier about how when you start off in marketing, you'll start off by learning a tactic and how to deliver and mm-hmm. do that tactic. Mm-hmm. I suppose as you get more senior in marketing and people get more senior, whether they work on the agency side or whether they work, in, a, in a, like me in a client side in a, in a business or they end up running their own business. What you've got to get away from is the tactical and get more into the strategic. So asking the questions about why do we, why is this business here? What are you, what, what are we promising our customers? Why, why, um, what's the problem that we solve? uh, And so, those strategic questions are really, really important. And I think what we what we see, what I see in marketing with the marketing managers that I come across or the marketing managers that I interview, is that they can tell me about how brilliant they are at executing their tactics, but they're not looking upwards at the business as a whole Mm -hmm. and understanding where marketing fits into the business picture. So, my, um, I suppose my advice to people that are perhaps not as old as I am not been in marketing as long as I am, but may want to, um, you know, try and, 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 and I don't know whether people want to emulate and be what I I am in terms of a marketing director, but if you want to become senior in marketing, I think what you need to do is to stop becoming better and better at tactics and think and become better at understanding where marketing fits into the big picture And in that way, then, you will ask the right sort of questions and ask questions that are more related to the business that you're working in or the business that you're working for and um, choose more widely because you have a broader view on what are the right things to do. Undoubtedly, Mm -hmm. any number of tactics can drive any number of responses within a business, but I'm sat today looking at a business and we're doing some tactical work and I'm, I've come in, and I'm, I've not been here very long, but um, I'm looking at the business and going, right, we are driving results. People are responding, we're getting inquiries. But then we have to look at the quality of in the inquiries and say, are those the people that we're really looking for? So it's not just about results. It's about, is that the right result? Are we getting the right mm-hmm, people to mm-hmm. respond? So search engine marketing may be driving people to the website, and they may be putting inquiries in, but they're inquiries for people who want to buy £200 worth of stuff, and what we want are people that could buy 20000 or £200,000 worth of stuff. So, you know, we have to make sure that we're attracting the right people and doing the right sort of marketing work. And that's about understanding the commerciality of what it is that we do. So I think that people can get buried in becoming better and better tactical deliverers and not taking a step back and being better and better marketers because I think being able to talk strategically is about growing your marketing expertise and and, and being better marketers. I think from a business Mm -hmm. point of view... This is a conversation that needs to go on in your business. And if it's not going in, on in your business, you need to find somebody who can help you have this conversation in your business. Um, and that's what I would say to a business owner. So if you don't know what you get for your marketing, if you don't know whether you're doing the right sort of things, if you're not confident in any of those things, then you need somebody in your business because you could be just pouring money into a black hole or you could be doing exactly the right things. You could be doing the right things, but the people that are doing it for you aren't doing it as well. And you talked about vendors. They they, be, they might be somebody who can do it, but they're not doing it as well as they could be doing it. And that's where expertise comes in and 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 asking somebody to come into your business.
1: Hmm. And that's why you are frustrated about your business if you don't get this output, right? Absolutely. So you are mentioning results. I'd like to touch, you know, the metrics topic here as well. What kind of metrics should be aligned with with the sales? Because you were just um, saying very well about, you know, qualify leads and um, and those things. The way I see this is that. I see how marketing communicates with sales. I mean, sales can understand and see the, the leads that are coming in. Yep. But what about the, the uh, other side, um, communication? How should salespeople give input for marketers?
2: I think one of the biggest problems that I see is that we, we're not able to close the loop all the way to a sale mm-hmm. because we can create a lead and create a source for it. But then Mm -hmm. is that source tracked all the way through to purchase so that we can show that this marketing drove this sale? Because ultimately, Mm -hmm. the the absolute ultimate in marketing is that I spent some money here and that created an inquiry that became a customer that bought a certain amount of goods and we made a certain amount of profit. But what we'd really like to understand is actually what the lifetime value of that customer is. Because mm-hmm. they they may have bought £2,000 worth of goods, but if they're going to buy £2,000 of goods every other month, that then becomes £6,000. What, what, what does it become? No, it doesn't. It becomes more. It becomes £12,000 a year. And they may stay with mm-hmm. us as a customer for five years. So ultimately, we have to have a view on where do we spend money and where does that create leads mm-hmm. and opportunities? So... Having a system that effectively tracks that is crucial because we can't manage what we can't measure. And I can say, mm-hmm. often marketing will say, well, we sent 20 leads this month to sales. And I'll often find that in in a sales team, the sales team will say, yeah but there was only two that were any good. The others were too small or they weren't worth dealing mm-hmm. with, or mm-hmm. they weren't really proper leads, et cetera and so it's not just about volume; it is about quality as well, and that comes from a a very mature conversation between sales and marketing. It's not we did this, so we've done everything that we have to do now you do your bit or you've not given us good mm-hmm. you know it's not about that it's about a mature conversation to understand. Okay, if they're right, if you, if they're not good leads, tell me why they're not good leads, and I'll look at how I'm targeting and the people that I'm driving to 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 create the, to create the, the the leads and the opportunities. There are mm-hmm. there is marketing activity which is there's marketing activity where it's very. straightforward to attribute that this inquiry came from an adwords campaign and they clicked on this word and it came to this and it came to this uh website and then they submitted an inquiry or they bought online and we can tie that up there's often marketing where it's not quite as attributable as that so there are things like public relations where we have Mm -hmm. to look at other metrics so i used to i score public relations companies on Certainly in business to business, there are some key titles where we would like to get some articles published, et cetera. And if we get an article in a key topic published, they get get some points for that, and I've awarded them some points for that. If they get one in what we call a um, second-tier title, then they get less points for that. Okay, And if they get into another publication, which really isn't related to our business, then they get less points for that as well. But what you can see is that over time, you can build up and you can see how many many articles were getting published and and, 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 and see some, some effect of that. Um, And there are other ways of measuring these sorts of things, but it's not always down to this number of inquiries that convert into this many sales. But it's amazing how many you can. So you should be able to track things like exhibitions, email campaigns, (laughs) advertising in magazines. Mm -hmm. You should be able Mm -hmm. to attribute how many inquiries it drives um, and and try Mm -hmm. and find uh, solutions to to showing what you get back for the money that you spent.
1: Mm-hmm. I love how you put it. Uh, it should uh, involve some uh, mature conversation and, you know, it's it is a two way street, right? Sales and marketing, it's they should uh, they should really be aligned. And um, I just got a quote from <laughs> from uh, what you were saying. We can't manage uh, uh, what we can't measure.
2: Yes, that's right. That's right. That's very, Absolutely. That's very good. Absolutely, that's very good. Yeah. When I go into a business, the first thing I want to understand is, I, I, I've got an issue in a, in a business where I am, where we're advertising on a on a on a, a another website, and it's only a small amount mm-hmm. of money that we're spending. But when we look at Google Analytics, because we've not put the right tracking code into the website. The disparity is, 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 is massive so they say they're sending us mm-hmm. they send they say they're sending us you know hundreds of people a week and Google Analytics say they're sending us a few people a week now which is mm-hmm. it
1: mm-hmm.
2: we need to get that tracking right so we know. We're not going to know exactly to the, to the single person how many people, but we, we need to know whether it's 30 or it's 300. We need to understand the, the order of magnitude, you know. And so starting to build a picture of how many, because ultimately, if we want to, if we want to grow a business by a million pounds and every sale is a pound, we need to make a million sales, don't we? If they're 10 pounds, we need to make 100,000 sales. Mm-hmm. So we need 100,000 extra sales. So how many people do we need to talk to to get 100,000 sales? How many inquiries or how many outbound phone calls to get so many inquiries to make so many proposals to, to, to make a certain value mm-hmm. of sales? Mm-hmm. It's a numbers game. The skill is about reducing the amount of phone calls, if that's what you make in the first instance, To get the number of sales, that's about the skill. But ultimately, it's a numbers game, and you have to understand what the numbers are and then how you can improve them all the way along. So we have to make 10 phone calls instead of 100 phone calls at this end. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. That's where sales and marketing should work together. So it's about the right tactics and using the right channels to put the right message in front of the right people. So that targeting again and that messaging again, we can make the whole process, the whole funnel, if you like, more effective by getting all those things right in the first instance so it always makes sense to go back if you if you don't get the messaging right what you'll find is that you are what we would say leaving money on the table all the way through if you don't have powerful messaging when somebody sees your advert not as many people will respond and not as many people will visit your website. And when they get to your website, not as many people will inquire. And then when they get an inquiry and they talk to somebody, not as many people will um, will 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 say yes. And so all the way along, you could get your your metrics and your results better by having messaging that's very aligned with the problem that people have got. And so that's why the messaging is so important.
1: Mm-hmm. So. By the end of the day, the most important is that uh, you will ask those right questions because uh, I hear this is uh, this is very important to understand what to ask. Yeah, right.
2: Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. But right across a business, right across a business, whether it's um, for a business to be successful, obviously at the front Mm -hmm. end there is sales and there is marketing, and they're bringing people to the business. But as marketers, we could write anything we like on the website. We can make any promise that we like, but mm-hmm. the business has to be able to deliver on that. So right in every area of the business, is customer services right? Is operations right? Are we purchasing correctly? Have we got enough stock? We can't sell what we ever got in the warehouse, etc., etc. Finance, systems, IT, all these elements of the business need considering, and they need considering in depth, and, and you've got to ask the questions to get a business that's really successful and for a business to take off and be successful, it has to be fit and able in all those 10 areas that I just talked about there and not just in sales and marketing. Obviously, we talk about sales and marketing, and I would always advocate that you need somebody that really understands marketing in the business and really understands sales in the business. But I'd also advocate that you need somebody that understands customer service, operations, purchasing, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. IT, mm-hmm. finance. <laughs> you do many people. You do or you need somebody that has a well either you need lots of people or you need people that can do more than one thing look after more than one area mm-hmm. or you bring experts in in a part-time basis like like i do for, from a marketing mm-hmm. perspective but you can do exactly mm-hmm. the same from a finance perspective or from an uh, an it perspective and that's what people do or a hr perspective that's what people do mm-hmm. in a business isn't it and so hopefully you can see how marketing and that and that conversation at a business level rather than at a tactical what email campaign are we going to do? Why marketing? It's important to have those conversations at a at a board and at a business level and not just at a tactical what are we going to do today level. And that's mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. The, the work that I do every day. <laughs>
1: Well, I wish that every business owner, or at least everybody who listens to us right now, has somebody to to have those discussions around marketing. So, Michael, please tell us where can people find you if they want to connect with you. Best place to find
2: me is to they can find me
1: online. Um, they can also
2: uh, visit my website at askmjs.co.uk. So that's askmjs.co.uk like I say you can find me on online on linkedin or you can follow me on twitter uh, and those sorts of places as well the usual social media stuff as well but uh, go to my linkedin you'll easily drop me a message and if i can help anybody um my thing is a lots of people have helped me over the years with um my business and, and and becoming better at what i do so if i can help people with just some advice and and, and like a few minutes of my time or half an hour, an hour of my time. I'm very happy to help that. So if anybody wants to connect, feel free to connect, feel free to drop me a message or they, they want any help with anything. Ask me a question. Very happy to help.
1: Thank you. And we will most definitely put those links to our show notes. But before we go, please comment on the song and the quote you have shared with us today okay. as well.
2: So, um, <laughs> I I love listening to music in the car, but I, I just have one um, one criteria for me. Listening to music in the car has to get me going, it has to get me excited, it has to get me motivated for the day, and it has to sound great when it's loud. So mm-hmm. uh, I listen to all sorts of things in the car. So I, I've got a song called Steal Your Fire, which is by a, a group called Gun. That's a great group. It's a great song, and it really... Uh, Turn it up to full volume. Sit in the car and drive along. It'll get you uh, ready for the day. It'll <laughs> wake you up and get you ready for the day. So that's uh, uh, a piece of music you can put on the Spotify playlist. Um, in terms of it a, go there. <laughs> in terms of <laughs> a quote, you. I, I, I speak and work with businesses. Part of the promise and why did we start the business? That all comes to mission, vision, and values. And we've not really talked about that today, mm-hmm. but. Um, one of the things is that we have a uh, the Royal Air Force in 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 the UK has an aerobatics team called the Red Arrows, and they travel the world, showing uh, doing air, aircraft displays, flying really close together, and uh, and they mm-hmm. really are. Uh, the best of the best, and I saw uh, one of the commanding officers of that squadron speaking once, and uh, uh, he's a a guy called Jace Hawker. Um, And I always remember, and this stuck with me, he, he says that in the Red Arrows we don't take Nobel scientists or Olympic athletes, but we create a culture and environment where ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And I think that's a great message for any business. Okay, we don't want to be necessarily world champions, Olympic gold medalists, mm-hmm. or anything like that, but any business can do extraordinary things for its customers and anybody within the business can do extraordinary things in the way that they do customer service in the way that they care about the customer and understanding what it is the problems that they've got and i think that's a great a great quote to go so yeah we don't take nobel scientists or olympic athletes but we create a culture and environment where ordinary people can do extraordinary things something that i use quite regularly with
1: my customers Wow, that's very powerful, Michael. I really appreciate you coming here today and I wish you you know all, all the luck with you know keeping on doing those extraordinary things you're doing in marketing.
2: <laughs> Thank you. No, I've enjoyed the conversation. I hope I've helped some people. Uh, if I have then that's fantastic.
0: That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.